When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You feel like what y'all have together is genuine and real, but really they're using you as an emotional quote unquote band-aid. Fuego. I had somebody comment on one of the things. Is that Fuego? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Bro, I'm starting to see it on my videos too. They're commenting like, is that Wait, aren't you on all the Queens? Oh, Fuego, like you so like all this stuff, they recognize him. And then I got a, um, I think it was a comment on YouTube where someone was like, one of my clients or something has been telling me, hey girl, you gotta watch all the Queen's Men. And I've been binge watching it. And then I w- and I also watch your podcast. And then all of a sudden it just clicked <laughs> that you, you're from all the Queen's oh, Men. Oh, it just clicked for her? That's yeah, dude. That is funny. Dude, we got so much positive feedback on that episode we did. The oh, last, I know we the, did. The last episode we did. Yeah, I know. We, the going, one we just did. As of recording this today, we hit number 30 on the podcast charts on the com- that comedy. Is, that's amazing. Shit, we in the top 50. That's what's up, bro. Shit. Well, it's all because of the fans, baby. It's all because of Facts, the fans, bro. Man. How should we intro this? What was something that you just did that was uh, exciting? What do you mean, bro? All I do is fucking <laughs> sit here, edit videos, post on social media, and go live and shit. Should we just fucking just get right into the episode? <laughs> Fuck the fuck. <laughs> let's, just, let's just get into it. We've been sitting here trying to figure out how, how do we fucking flow into this, warm up into this, like, right. you know, overthinking, with the overthinking like a motherfucker, you know, fuck. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to another motherfucking episode oh. of the Strip Down Podcast. Oh, cry right now. <laughs> fuck. Let's cut the fluff, motherfucker. <laughs> Straight into the, sh- the, the chicanery that we're about to address. He said we don't even need no microwave on. <laughs> There's been some chicanery. The entree is already mm-hmm. hot on the plate. Already. We're going straight into it, ladies. <laughs> Fuck. They're like, what is y'all talking about? <laughs> but I'm here for that energy. Yes. <laughs> Let's fucking go. If you're new here, hit that subscribe button, motherfucker. What you doing? Right. <laughs> it's somewhere over here. It's somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in this vicinity. Yes. If you're listening to this on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Fucking subscribe, damn it. Shit. Ain't no pressure. Do it. No pressure. No pressure. No No pressure, pressure, but I will come find you. (laughs) If I find out you ain't subscribed. (laughs) Like that Liam Neeson taking. I will find you, and I will make you hit that subscribe button. (laughs) It's free, and it's absolutely free, damn it. (laughs) I'm trying to make sure I don't miss nothing that's part of these goddamn intros. Shit. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've been getting tagged in a ton of stuff that and we've been honestly answering a lot of questions along the lines of what's going on with this dude or why is he you know he's telling me one thing and then all of a sudden a couple weeks later he's feeling completely different Mm. or whatever or or vice versa they change up Mm. in some way you know and uh and this can apply to a bunch of different scenarios i see this 
same pattern arising over and over and over again mm -hmm. during the live streams, which by the way, we do live streams very regularly here over on Instagram and on YouTube, where we address a lot of these things live. We respond to certain uh, comments, questions, videos that y'all tag us in from TikTok or whatever. So make sure you're following our, our Instagram and our YouTube. So wherever you're listening to us from, go over there real quick, pause this follow on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube so you all can be a part of that. That part. So one of the common things that I've noticed uh, is people are being used and are using others mm. as emotional motherfucking band-aids. It's a vicious cycle. Mm. Hey, it's a vicious we've cycle. all been guilty of this to some degree. Mm -hmm. we're, we're no saints in this department. We've also been victims of this behavior ourselves. Yeah, emotional behavior, that's, that's a perfect description. Yeah, and it's basically when somebody who's going through something, trying to fill a void of some sort, you know, trying to get over something, mm -hmm. you guys meet and then all of a sudden you feel like what y'all have together is genuine and real, but really, they're using you as an emotional, quote unquote, band-aid. Mm. And that's no bueno. Mm. That's no bueno. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, both, mm. that's both, both genders are guilty of this because I've seen, I've been used as an emotional band-aid in the past. And I've been somebody who has used others as emotional band-aid to try to get over a heartbreak. Mm. You know, not even realizing like that's what I was doing at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, or even knowing like I'm not in no condition to enter this relationship, but I'm so desperate mm. to mask these emotions, to, you know, get rid of these emotions that are going on inside of me that I'm looking for every option everything that i i'm trying everything i possibly can to numb that emotion that i'm going through mm -hmm. i'm gonna try to see what's gonna work you mm -hmm. know what i mean because i'm desperate for some sort of like mending of this emotion that i'm dealing with gotcha. now ladies and gentlemen i think we can all relate to this to some sort of degree if you've ever been through some sort of heartbreak in the before in the past any sort of disappointment that really hit home and was heavy on you you may have went out on the town and you know i'm gonna find somebody to hook up with tonight i'm gonna find somebody to you know connect with tonight the first person that shows me attention i'm going to feed into that because i need something to numb this pain that i'm dealing with can y'all relate to that mm -hmm. if you can leave us a comment describing whatever that situation was so that way we can have some other alternative perspectives to whatever it is that we're going to give y'all here. We're going to be very open with y'all on this episode. We're hoping that you can look at this from a lens of trying to understand that way when you face it again in the future, mm -hmm. you can be more aware of it and spot it when you see it and also be conscious of it within yourself if you're in a situation where you are acting as somebody who is using something somebody else as an emotional band-aid. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, Rome, can you recall a time where you've used somebody as an emotional band-aid or you've, you, you've been used as an emotional band-aid or when you were pursuing a relationship mm -hmm. for something other than actually like genuinely building a, a genuine connection? Yeah, um, I, think, I think you hit it on the nail when you said to some degree everyone has experienced it. Mm -hmm. And if there's any relation that I can recall that comes close to it, even if it's not 
used or been used as an emotional band-aid, mm-hmm. I guess it comes down to the fact of, yes, I, uh, you know, got split with a relationship in the past. Mm-hmm. This is actually in Dallas days, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it was just something where I, I always told myself that I didn't necessarily want to deal with any baggage, no matter what the stakes were, that I always wanted to live in peace. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to sort of block out and just like you said, suppress any hurt, sadness, anger, uh, shame that you feel going through breakups. Because the thing is, yeah, you spend history with somebody. You know, you have all this time spent. You have all of this energy spent, all these thoughts, all these emotions that is evident, you know what I'm saying, within a a relationship, regardless if you're only in it for a little bit or for a long time. Mm. But when I broke up, split with a past relationship, automatically I wanted to just sort of maybe find somebody else so that I didn't have to deal with none of that because I knew I knew what it would come with and I knew that it would make me uncomfortable that I had to face something very real you know what I'm saying in 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 the mirror of like all of this emotional roller coaster of phases that's very real in society you know what I'm saying you can't you have to go through that to grow through that right and the thing is I didn't want to go through that so I never grew grew through that that's what I had sort of in my mental back then, you know, when I was younger, it was like, I don't want to deal with hard stuff, yeah. you know? It, it almost seemed like at times there was one foot in and one foot out because you're never sure yep. if, if it's not built on a solid foundation, Yeah, you know? And when it's not built on a solid foundation, there's no aim of, of purpose or direction where yeah. you guys could be headed in. It's just, you're in it, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, okay, let's see what happens with this, but it's no really talk about a, a solidified future. You know, there's not really a, a permanent sort of stake of vision for both of you guys together. It's more of like getting over whatever it was that I had right. to sort of come into this relationship, trying to stay as comfortable and peaceful, trying to see what I can get out of you. And this is full transparency yeah. of how I was before. Let me ask you this. What was it that you were trying to see what you could get out of them? A feeling from them on an empty void that I've had since I was young. So okay. not having that love from parents, Mm-hmm. being in my life not having a prime example of what a relationship or any of that should look like so the hope and good news of what it could be if i were to ever attain such a relationship mm. was never there so it was like all of these empty voids of things that i wanted but didn't necessarily know the prime example of how to have and then also not getting it from my parents and people that i really care about like in my fam you know because they had their issues and stuff like that that Finding it in a relationship, I felt like was sort of the best approach. Mm-hmm. And when I relied on them, I was automatically deemed to fail from the start because they are just a resource. Mm. They're not a source right. for me to, to heal whatever it was that I needed to feel upon my boy. How can somebody who's in that position mm-hmm. know like, oh, this person really is just trying to fill a void. Mm. You know, what's a way for them to figure that out about you? Um, I guess I can say where a lot of mixed signals was involved. That's that's clearly evident. Yep. That's right off the bat. A I lot always of, say this too. A lot wow. of mixed signals right off the bat. Um, not really uh, setting upon long-term goals or long-term commitments of anything. Yep. You know, um, kind of avoiding, you know, bringing you in sort of inner circles of family, friends, or things like that, like, you know, you're, you're there with them, but you're not making the effort to go, up, you know, above and beyond to have them create a relationship or connection with 
your people, you know what right. I'm saying, the closeness. Um, talking about my ex too much or not talking about my ex at all, like avoiding it. That's what I, that was something that I thought about too. Mm -hmm. Because if you're still healing from the ex, it's either going to be a certain subject that you're very like sensitive about. So you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Or it's going to be something that you're obsessed with because you can't get it out of your head. And that's, you you can't help but talk about it and vent about it. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So that's like almost a signal like, oh, this person's hasn't gotten over their ex they're still like it's still a touchy subject yeah that's a way almost for for y'all to gauge whether or not somebody's still healing from Mm -hmm. a previous relationship because if that ex is a touchy subject and they start to get emotional having those kind of conversations like they start to get angry or frustrated or they speak you know very emotionally you know about them rather than like talking casually like this is what my past experience that is like if you talk about past things that are no longer affecting you that conversation is going to be much calmer right yeah. it's just going to be you know what i mean yeah but somebody who's still getting over it it's almost like because this is how i used to be when mm-hmm. i was trying to get over the last girl that broke my heart it, i couldn't get her out of my head i was looking for people to talk to about it because i I felt like like i didn't really i needed an outlet to like get it out yeah you know so if there was an opportunity to bring it up like i would jump on it and and it would make me emotional Mm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that's a couple things to look out for yeah because i think it definitely does come down to the point of uh when they are trying to block out sort of that emotional baggage from that relationship to where also the investment of the interest in you and the new person isn't there as well because now it's like okay they may just seek to 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 crave the attention that you give them right you know maybe it's attention that they like and you're giving them it so it's just like okay cool like yeah here (laughs) like not only that another very confusing thing is they're in such a like broken state that they're going to show you certain levels of affection that they long for mm-hmm. in that moment because they're so broken the the affection and that emotional kind of connection yeah. that they they wanted to give they're longing to give to that other person but you're the person that's giving them the attention at that moment that can fill that void so they're giving it to you yeah right as an outlet literally for them to dump their emotions on right so it's just being very conscious of that Mm -hmm. is important because otherwise you're going to interpret that as like wow he's he's very into me you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. he's really like likes me i've never had a guy or somebody like treat me like this before but if he's in that broken state, you got to realize it can very well be genuine, but it's rooted from brokenness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I- I'll admit I've been guilty of that because, you know, like I did appreciate the person that was there. I did respect the person that was there and that was there for me. And a lot of those things that I displayed to her were coming out of that place of hurt. And it wasn't even like something that I was like super conscious of at the time. Yeah. 
I just wanted to get that feeling of like being loved and appreciated or, you know, feeling like I had somebody. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm getting the attention from you and, you know, the affection from you or whatever. So I'm giving it to you Mm -hmm. back. Yeah. But really it's coming from a place of like needing to let those emotions out. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, I didn't even realize it until, in my particular case, the ex came back into the situation. She peeped her head back in. Yeah. And immediately, I started gravitating towards her. Mm. What does that tell you? That means I wasn't fully healed about over her. It was blinded affection. Yeah. You know, and then I felt really shitty about the person I was currently with at that time because, I, you know, now... I'm going to have to have a really tough conversation with her about where I'm truly at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way I handled that situation was I was just fully transparent with her and yeah. let her know exactly where I was, why I was there and what was going on. Yeah. And so that way she could understand as much as possible. It wasn't no text message conversation. This was the actual phone call conversation because we lived apart. <clears throat> And uh, fully broke it down for her so that way she could understand. And she respected the hell out of me being so open about it. And I feel like that's the way a lot of us need to treat those types of situations because Mm -hmm. otherwise they're going to be left confused and think that it was something wrong with them when it wasn't anything wrong with them to begin with. Mm. It was everything wrong with me in that particular case. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just to kind of paint a picture of like, what that looks like, what that feels like. And we're trying to get to some places. And I know this doesn't sound the best, you know what I mean? We're exposing ourselves here, but we're doing it for the sake of y'all seeing a little bit more inside and understanding kind of what is really going on and also trying to be able to spot it. Yeah. You know, trying to look for those red flags, yeah, so to speak, of like, oh, he's still healing. I should keep them at arm's length or I shouldn't get emotionally attached to this person yeah. until they fully healed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this can go all go vice versa, right? Cause I've been, you know, there's been girls who've gone through breakups and you know, they come to you. I'm sure like you've experienced it at least once in your life where I just broke up with my boyfriend, <laughs> but what's your name? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a rebound. <laughs> you know, is that what this is? If they just broke up, yeah. you know they're using you as a rebound. Don't get emotionally attached. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't look at a rebound like something that it could is going to be something real until you know they're fully healed because yeah. they're straight up telling you yeah. i just broke up with my boyfriend i'm looking just for i'm not looking for anything serious i you know i just got out of a long relationship or a toxic relationship or whatever that's a dead giveaway right there i just got out of a toxic relationship mm. meaning that shit fucked me up mm. right You know, you're you're not at peace with it. Mm. That's why you're calling it and labeling it toxic. Mm. You're frustrated about it. But ultimately, you're still thinking about that person as well, though. Right. And that could very well be the case. And uh, on the outside, it may not appear like you're overly, you know, emotional. But on the inside, you still may be, you know, a little bitter about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got to be aware of this and, you know, just take it for exactly what it is. You've told me where you're at. Now I know I'm going to proceed with caution. You Mm. know what I mean? Regardless of the emotions that they show back to you, 
you got to kind of realize the root of where it's coming from in mm. some of these cases. You understand? Yeah. And I think even for that person and the person who was dealing with that, it's tough. It's tough to really deal with those emotions head on. But yeah. you have to go through all of that. And I think just like if you are in a position listening to this, that you're going through that, it could be just fresh off a breakup or you're trying to like search for like encourage that person or even yourself to look those emotions in the face and be like, I'm going to grow through this. Yeah. I need to go through it. And when you accept that, when you come out on the other side, watch the person that you transform into. Yeah, that's actually really true. And I could totally resonate with that statement because that looking back on that heartbreak now, there's one thing I'm super grateful for about mm -hmm. going through that is like the amount of emotional intelligence that I've gained through it, meaning the growth yeah. that I've gone through and like the perspective, the understanding of myself and my emotions and all of that. I look at that as like such a positive thing now. Yeah. You know that I like I really needed. Yeah. Uh, and now I almost look at it from a perspective. I'm like, I needed that to be a part of my who I am now. Right. You know what I mean? I would not be able to have these types of conversations now and understand exactly where a person who's who's going through those emotions like that is coming from if I haven't if I hadn't gone through it myself and processed all those emotions myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Even with my friendships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being there for a friend that I care about that might be going through something. It's like you got to almost embrace it knowing that, yo, this is, you know, whatever doesn't kill me makes me stronger. That's super, that's super valid <laughs> in this case here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how you honestly, when you think about it, those emotions, once you really face them and you process them, you know, fully process them, you get used to processing them. It's almost just like anything else. They don't affect you as heavily as the first time. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. It's this can be true about uh, almost anything. Right. When you experience a new emotion for the very first time or a new experience for the very first time, all the emotions that come with it. Yeah. Your body and your mind is it's intense because you're trying to figure out how to process it. Yeah. You know, this could even go, you know, in terms of like, uh, you know, being on stage for the first time and facing that stage fright. Mm. You know, what I mean, your body and your and your mind are figuring out how to process that. The nerves are crazy. Yeah. But then once it's processed it and it gets used to processing it, now you can just step on stage, no problem. And it doesn't affect you emotionally mm -hmm. as much as it used to. Mm -hmm. So now when you start to face these same disappointments or heartbreaks or, you know, problems again, you're familiar with those emotions and are able to process them differently now this time. Instead of emotionally, you're processing them more like rationally and logically yeah. and from a place of understanding and analyzing them in a way that you didn't b before and addressing them in a way that you didn't before, mm. which is like a much more m effective method of dealing with that <laughs> than the emotional route, right? Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you'll be, it'll be the same narrative, the same outcome yeah. over and over again. You're trying to take it to this and then you're wondering what is going on because yeah. you haven't really faced yeah. yourself in the mirror with 
what you're supposed to be seeing. Yeah. You know, I want to get deeper into this because that's actually part of the conversation, processing those emotions and whatnot. Yeah. That's part of the conversation of the bonus episode. Yeah. But what I do want to continue to touch on is um, the different scenarios in which somebody can be used as like an emotional Band-Aid. Because it doesn't necessarily always have to be an emotional Band-Aid. <laughs> There's also like that, the validation Band-Aid almost. Yeah. I know you've mentioned in past episodes where you would mm. seek relationships just simply to fulfill that that void of validation and self-worth. Yeah. You know, because it, like culturally, that's almost like what you're supposed to do as a man, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. And this is true, especially in young men yeah. of like looking for relationships literally to fulfill that that self-worth and this is, can even be true in women you know feeling that pressure from society or cultural pressure or even family pressure of like needing to be in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship to eventually be married because yeah. of societal pressure cultural pressure and if you find one you don't want to see the reasons it can't work you only want to see the reasons it can work yeah you know because of that pressure yeah right? man i had what you would call destination addiction <laughs> yeah literally like the mentality of mindset to where you look for a relationship or a person right mm-hmm happiness in that mm. and when you're looking at ha happiness somewhere else you can't have it where you're actually at yeah and that's what i was doing yep constantly i talked about that on the last episode how mm. i did that as well where i was looking for uh the fulfillment of that loneliness mm -hmm. you know what i mean looking for the relationship because i was not happy yeah <laughs> and i was looking for a relationship to fulfill that happiness yeah because of the loneliness and the depression that I was going through at that time. And yeah. I thought that a relationship would help take care of that. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't. And it fucking back. <laughs> it fucking doesn't. blew up right in my face. Yo, just, I'm Fuck saying. Up, and we are not the only cases. Yeah. Many, many cases of people right. taking that same thing. approach and literally a landmine. Yeah. This blew up in my face. It's no bueno. You set yourself up for failure in the moment where you didn't want to address it when you had to go through the healing process for yeah. yourself. But looking at in that person or things or people, and that's the thing, it's like, we yeah. can't be doing that. You know? Yeah, there's another <laughs> method. We'll talk about more about like uh, dealing with those, basically the self-healing process, so you avoid using trying to use somebody else as that emotional band-aid or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, validation band-aid, self-worth band-aid, whatever you want to call it yeah. in the bonus episode. But um, one of the other situations that I see, and there was like actually a viral video that came across my news feed and I, we got tagged in it a couple times, where it was a guy who was laying up in bed with a girl mm -hmm. and the she wasn't looking at the camera, but he's looking at the camera and the caption that he put is like, how do I tell her that I lost feelings for her? While mm. she's all cozy, right up in his, on his chest, like you can tell she's like at home with him, and he's he's sitting there with her. Yeah. And this is like this is a situation where some of these young guys they get into relationships that they're not ready for. That they're not ready for, and also for the wrong <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Really, just to, so that they can be in a relationship with what's in between your legs and shit, because that you know. That's one of the things guys obsess over, especially younger men. Yeah. Is like having a constant fucking F buddy. 
that they can, you know, yeah. be with. And then, you know, they're going to be in a relationship with, they're in a relationship with that. And More you are you. just, a, yeah. you're, you're the person attached to it that they're, you know, yeah. that they're entertaining to continue to have that relationship. It's almost like they want their cake and eat it too because they, want the they don't want to deal with the emotions, but they want to deal with that. Yeah. No, it's literally <laughs> such a surface level type yeah. motherfucking uh relationship mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's almost i see it's very common yeah. because i get asked questions all the time why does he flake on me why does he uh you know ghost me and then come back yeah you know why does he always come back and honestly if, if he really liked you then he would have never ghosted in the first place. So what does that tell me is that he wasn't coming back for you. He was coming back to reestablish a relationship mm. with your coochie, girl. Mm. Straight up. I'd also like to add, man, like what, what are they being fed from other advice and platforms and sort of this, like... This is the culture. The culture standpoint of you have to do these games and play these. And we talked about it before. Yeah. Like in order to, to not really display a real honest raw approach of yourself with yeah. this person that you're you're supposed to be building a connection with yeah but you're doing all this other stuff by listening to this toxic advice well that you know isn't leading to anything and now you're in a position like this right you know what i'm saying it's just like you, that's not fair well here's the thing honesty is the best policy yeah because totally. if you if you are straight up with your intentions because both men and female men and women have hormones have that that want to get that itch scratch and sometimes they neither party wants a relationship but when you act like you do want a relationship to get that now you're fucking manipulating the other person mm -hmm. you're misleading them and you're you're actually fucking damaging them yeah right and guess what fucking that shit's gonna come back around brother that shit will come back around and that shit will happen to you. Or maybe it has happened to you and now that's why you have that mentality, mm. right? Or you, you don't know how to go about getting what you want out of a place of honesty and straight up intention. So you're going about it in the route of, you know, manipulating them instead of just being straight up. Like, honestly, I'm not looking for anything serious and, you know, th that's never going to be the case. If Ladies, if a man tells you mm. that, believe him okay if somebody tells you i'm not looking for anything serious believe them yeah okay they're telling you straight up regardless of what their actions say if the words and the actions don't line up don't fucking believe them don't believe them that the actions are 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 genuine right right because they're he's saying i don't want anything serious and yeah. then he's treating you like his boo-boo and all this shit <laughs> that means what he's really trying to do is manipulate you to control the coochie, to keep that coochie attached to him. Mm. And that's straight up, right? Because he don't want you to go find that somewhere else. And he knows if he, he does certain things, let's think about this. If he does certain things, you're going to become attached to him. And it's the minimal effort things too. Exactly. He's going to give you just enough, bare, bare yeah. minimum breadcrumbing enough yeah. to make you think that oh something can possibly turn out into something out of this yeah what that really is if you fucking take away all of the layers yeah is it's him trying to fucking control the coochie <laughs> am i wrong 
I agree. Just like what you said. It's like, as long as right. he knows that he can still get that from you, he will do whatever it takes, even if he's not putting in or pouring in the effort that he's supposed to, to display a real, honest, sort of genuine uh, interest in you. Right. And, man, it's, uh, you see it so prominently everywhere. Yeah. It's and so you, prominent. Y'all want to know how to discern whether or not that's his intention or not? You start putting out borders and you start putting out boundaries and you start seeing how he deals, how he handles your no. See how he handles that no. Mm-hmm. Because if he starts to manipulate you and it starts to gaslight you, starts to get f- f- pissy about it, mm-hmm. now his true colors are showing. Because if you really, truly felt some type of way about me, mm-hmm. you'd, be un- you'd be understanding and respectful of the boundaries. Mm-hmm. A man who is in love who really loves and respects a person, mm-hmm. and you can attest to this, mm-hmm. is going to respect the boundaries. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was true. Whatever your wishes are. That was true of you and your wife, right? Oh, yeah. It's and also true, right? going above and beyond on things that you don't even need to say to him on how much he shows and displays his res- respect to you. Mm-hmm. And a prime example is uh, even... You know, before how social media used to be a big thing and my relationship used to be so tender. And this is before, you know, of course, um, things changed from how we were in a relationship without God and in our relationship with God. Right. That I started to have sort of the mo- the, uh, the compelling motivation to do whatever it took to go above and beyond to heal whatever that was tender and broken and hurt sort of right of what she kind of worried about mm-hmm. and that was you know social media was one thing because i before it was just like in what way you know what i'm saying like entertaining things i was supposed to be entertaining and it like created hurt in her and all this other stuff mm. and um meaning like a- replying to dms from yeah like girls the, liking photos comments yeah photos. all of that and um you know now it's just like oh also posting up posting her up on my story mainly you know what i'm saying like mm not hiding her away like mm. most guys would do in yeah. relationships nowadays where they don't want to show their spouse because they still want to appear some sort of type right. of way or single so now it was just like okay i knew that and now let me show you and, and give you the grace to know that i am going to go out my way you don't even have to tell me let me post as much as possible on you on my story let me yeah. show you let me let me build that trust continually without you right. having to share anything with me Right. To display that respect for you. You know, right. That was after she gave you the basically the option to go this way or that way. If you Mm -hmm. go back and watch our last episode, when you uh, when she said, oh, I see you doing going this way. I thought we were going that way. Yeah. You know, and then you got solidified what this was. And then she brought up all those concerns and whatnot, which is part part of this Mm -hmm. is what those concerns were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You used your social media to show her, like, no, I'm I'm serious. Yeah. And when he is serious, that that's some of the things that you'll do. Oh yeah, because it's not me show saying it. anything to you. It's me exactly. showing the completely. actions. Yeah. Are speaking louder than the words. Yeah. Now you see what I'm doing, the root, and all this other stuff, and it's just like it's not really matching up. No, I'm gonna show that it is matching up. That. I'm going to replace the words with action instead of action with the words. Right. See, watch his actions. Don't just listen to his words. Watch his actions. And they got to be consistent. 
there's got to be, you know, substance there, mm-hmm. right? None of that bare minimum shit. No breadcrumbing. No breadcrumbing, you feel? None of that. So, ladies and gentlemen, just a few things to kind of look out for is if somebody just got out of a recent breakup, mm-hmm. you know, that healing process doesn't happen right away. No. Especially if it was a relationship that was something deep for them or a long-term relationship in some way. Yeah. If they just got out of a divorce or a breakup, that healing process can take anywhere from like three, three months to six months to a year in some cases. I mean, it took me over a year to fully, yeah. to fully heal. Yeah. After that, I agree. So see how the other person kind of like feels about that breakup mm-hmm. to be able to discern whether or not they're at peace with it or if it's still like a sensitive subject. That's yeah. a, another kind of key component to look out for. Mm-hmm. Understand also wh- what type of pressure is being put on them yeah. for a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if there's like a, a, a sense of loneliness that they're trying to fulfill, mm-hmm. you know, you want to kind of try to discern that. Are they somebody who just never likes being alone? You know what I mean? That may be a clear tell sign. Or likes attention. Right, that they're looking for somebody just to fulfill that loneliness. So now you got to take like a realistic view at this. Is like, what is this relationship between me and you or are you and this loneliness? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I'm fulfilling and, you know, for you. Like, what's going on here? Am I just like the same way that guys would you know, be in a relationship, try to get some coochie, you know, you mm-hmm. replace coochie with loneliness. <laughs> He's trying to get his nut and you're trying to fulfill that loneliness. It's like either both scenarios, no bueno. You yeah. know what I mean? Because then you're not in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship with the person. You're being, you're in a relationship for the sake of fulfilling that need or that void yeah. or whatever is that you have. And yeah. that's, that's a no bueno. Right. No, no Don't compromise your values to just to get your knees met. That's right. That's, That's my fact. fucking right. <laughs> she. And just being aware on like, you know, how, how are you coping with this whole uh, healing process? And I think that's what we're going to go into like next when we go into the yeah. our bonus episode. But that's crucial. It's so important. Yeah. That, that it's not pertinent off of a, a new relationship that nothing was ever dealt with yeah and now you're bringing that emotional baggage into that relationship yeah we'll give you guys some of the things that have has worked for us you know i know i've got a lot of like i, I made a lot of realizations about like oh this actually helped me get over it and this helped me like this perspective this mindset shift yeah. helped me like look at it a different way and there are certain things you know that pr- internal processing yeah to help get over it as well yeah if you're a person in that position i always say it's just like the same advice that i give to the fellas honesty is the best policy let the other person know where you're at why you're there mm-hmm. how you got there yeah right, this goes back to the last episode that we did yeah about being just open with where you're at how why you're there how mm-hmm. you got there you know what I mean? Because if you're at peace with your vulnerabilities, then they can never be used against you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's like step one is coming to peace with some of those quote unquote vulnerabilities, whether that's loneliness or something you're insecure about or anything like that. When you're at peace with them, they're mm-hmm. no longer vulnerabilities. They become truths and truths are not emotional things. They're just this is what it is. 
right? I will always set you free. You cannot use it against me yeah. in any way because I've already processed it. I've already come to peace with it. Mm-hmm. And now I can share it yeah. in a way that's going to help whoever's around me understand me better right. and deal with me better. And then we can actually build a stronger connection yeah. because it, in a way, encourages them to also get to that same place. That's all I was going to say, seeing if, it was reciproc- seeing if it's reciprocated. Yep, similar to what your wife did with you, like yeah. we described in the last episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're going to get deeper into that right now in the bonus episode. So ladies and gentlemen, just in case you weren't not aware, we got this whole members area thing going on. This shit is <laughs> popping off. We're getting a little community going on. Yes, we are. I love it. I'd love to see if, you, if you're on YouTube, you'll notice little crowns next to everybody's name. Yo, fucking... Go off in the comment section if you're part of the members area. Just a bunch of queens. That's what it is. (laughs) Queens and kings, man. We got a few (laughs) fellas in there too, man. Oh, respect. All the content. uh, Because every week that we come out with an episode, we also come out with a bonus episode as a show of appreciation for everybody who's supporting the boys. Mm -hmm. And not only that, we do exclusive lives in there. There's an exclusive members-only chat. You know, you guys get to be a part of, like, what topics we do next and whatnot. So really dope little community that we're building up in there. So I definitely encourage anybody who's interested in becoming a part of that community to check out the link in the description. Yes. So ladies and gentlemen, we're about to get into that bonus episode. We want to thank y'all for being here. Hopefully y'all took something valuable out of this episode if you do feel like there's something in here that that can help somebody else out who may be dealing with something uh, similar to what we talked about please Mm -hmm. feel free to share that with them so that way they can you know yeah have a different perspective and an enlightened perspective as well yeah not only that drop some comments in the comment section let us letting us know if there's anything you can relate to if there's any alternative scenarios or or uh inside and perspective inside you know, insightful perspective that could help somebody else in the comment section mm-hmm. we we digest all of it and Absolutely. It, it can more likely than not help somebody else out in the comment section as well so we love seeing y'all interact with each other that shit is dope yeah so we appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen we're gonna see y'all in the bonus episode if not we will see you later peace in the bonus episode and there's nothing you can do To fix that man, so ladies, actually this is a really strong point I want to make, do not think that you're going to be the one to heal them. First off, 